What does accounting look like when you own a rental property? We're going to tell you all about it on today's episode of Real Talk Rentals. Welcome back to Real Talk Rentals, a podcast brought to you by OnQ Property Management. We're here to give you all the tips and tricks that go into owning a rental property and everything that happens behind the scenes. I'm your host, Ben. With me as always, my co-host, Mr. Eric Dixon, go-to expert on all things rental property and real estate. And today, this is, uh, as an English major, something I've been dreading because (laughs) I hate math. And Nerd alert. Yeah. We're going to be talking about accounting. (laughs) The numbers game, which is really what it all comes down to, right? Essentially. Um, So let's jump right in. Let's start high level new landlords or new to uh, owning a rental property. You know, I think there's, I've heard it from people before. There's an assumption day one accounting. You're just going to be, money's going to be flowing in. That's it, right? All you got to worry about is counting the dollars. Yep. No, no, we were talking yesterday. We had all sorts of like stories, each of us of just like people that are like, oh yeah, I'm going to get rich by buying a rental. And it's just like, it's a little bit more complicated than that. (laughs) (laughs) And the numbers speak, it's kind of a long-term game. But uh, one of those conversations I had on, on Sunday, I was at church in the hallways, finishing up. And my buddy's like, hey, I've got 80 grand. I need to invest in real estate, Eric. I know, I know you buy rentals. I know you believe in it. You buy them. And I'm like, Oh sweet dude. All right, cool. Well, what, what's the game plan? What, like, let's talk about it. So we talked about it forever and then, um, talked about, Hey, put 20% down on a 350 or $400,000 house. And you might break even right now with interest rates or, you know, the market, or you might actually lose a hundred or $200, but that I broke down all the numbers, like, but with amortization and the principal buy down, like, you're actually breaking about even and the tax benefits and all this. And it kind of was like, he kind of looks at me like, yeah, I was hoping to like cash flow maybe like 500 bucks a month. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, yeah. Um, Probably not. <laughs> let, let, let's meet at my office next week. Let yeah. me just let me like break it down for you. So it is, it is funny. Like it, it's not a get rich quick scheme, you know, it's a long term, sure. like you've mentioned it before. You don't just like put money in the stock market and then just say, man, I hope it pays me money and I'm going to live off that. Yeah. Similar to that, people need to invest in real estate and realize you can't live off that money. Yeah. In fact, like most of the cash flow I get, sometimes it builds up significant and then it's like, boom, new roof. Yeah. 12 grand, new AC unit, 10 grand. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And it's like, it wipes that out so fast. So, um, but in the meantime, the tenant is buying down the debt. Uh, there's obviously tax benefits and so forth like that, but it is, uh, you know, I look at it like when I was growing up, all the wealthy or successful people, at least in my like neighborhood and my sure. circles, they all like had a rental or like two or yeah. three or something. And I'm like, dude, that seems cool. And then when I started getting into real estate, I was like, I got to practice what I preach, like, and just started doing creative financing, even a different thing. So, yeah, I, I think. It, it makes sense if you think about it for one second. And I just as guilty of like, oh, you own a rental property. They're giving you two grand every month. You got two grand. You're good. Yeah. And then it's like, well, it, you're also paying the mortgage, you yeah. know? And like, like you said, best case scenario, you're breaking even. Like those are kind of covering each other. It's yeah. being paid down, but things are going to break. Things are going to happen. And that money can disappear real quick. Yeah. It, well, and we even, we manage thousands of homes for people that, don't have mortgages too. Yeah. And guess what? They still aren't like rich off of it. Right. Like, like there, there was one in particular, right? The little house rents for 1500 bucks a month. Well, the tenant moved out 
and had major landscaping issues and stuff. And it costs like $15,000 to redo it, regrade it, plant new grass, new tree. And that's like the net profit of the whole year. Sure. <laughs> Just like, right. oh, dude, I have to put that on landscaping. I mean, yeah. hopefully we'll make that up next year. You know, it's not just like gravy, you know? And so, yeah. And so, to your point, if you have debt to service, there's a, the margin is even thinner, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, it, it can get interesting. My thing is, I get super excited about it because I've now been a, you know, a rental and real estate investor for since 2008. You know, so you're looking at like 15 years. And so some of my like mortgages I've seen go down. Some of them I've been able to cash out refi to buy another one or sell and exchange for another one or whatever. And I've seen it work. And yeah. I've seen the management work. And so I'm like hardcore believer, you know? And so yeah, I get excited talking about it. But All right. Well, so then let's talk about what we do um, as a property management company. If you're signing up with a property management company as a landlord, what should you expect on the accounting side, I know a ton goes into it more than I understand. I mean, more than we probably both understand. There's so much, but we have a pretty big team here that just yeah. does accounting. Yeah, no, it, it's actually been interesting because uh, if, if any of them are listening, you know, that's all they're listening to with their AirPods, right? Is our podcast? Yeah, I'm sure. But um, they they do a lot, and what's funny is like the accounting department didn't grow as fast as we were growing, and then it's like, oh man, they're super busy, so we'd add another team member, add another team member, you know. And so it, it gets crazy. You would think the sim- the simplicity of it is you collect rent, you make sure those payments clear, you pay the owner, you deduct or you deduct your fees or whatever if you're a management company, and then you pay the owner. That's it. And then you just like keep track of it. Yeah. There's probably <laughs> you know, a program but, that does that. Yeah. Right? And so th- there are softwares and stuff, but when you look at it, it's like, no, we have to collect the rent. We have to input it in the system. We have to deposit it at the bank physically, whether mm-hmm. that's remote deposit or physically going down to the bank. After those clear, we have to make sure and pay any outstanding bills. So yeah. if there's vendors, if there's HOA property taxes, if there's, you know, whatever it is, our management fees, and then we pay the owners less those fees by direct deposit. And so it's like, it is going to, from the tenant's bank to our bank through a software system to yeah. the owner's bank. And it's like, man, it's, you're over, it's almost looks like we're overcomplicating it, but you have to go through this cycle, right? Sure. Um, and then at a bare minimum, you have to have a monthly statement, a year-end statement, and then the 1099 at the end of the year to allocate, to file your taxes, you know, for the IRS. Yeah. So it's like, that's your basic basic. And I feel like we have a lot of bells and whistles and different services and stuff, but you know, that's that's what the accounting team does. And yeah. any money in, any money out, they have to account for. And so when you self-manage it, you're like, not a big deal. One property. Sure. Then if you buy two, then three, then four, and then you're like, oh dude, did we use our debit card for that or a credit card last year? How do we do it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it just gets complicated. I, I get know? complicated in my own life, not even <laughs> like just paying our regular bills where I'm like, did I pay that? You know, I can't imagine trying to keep yeah. track of several investments. You yeah, know? no, it, it it it's super hard. And when you're looking, so we're, you know, we're speaking to some people that are considering property managers, right? So one of the biggest uh, things you want to be cautious of to make sure is that your property management company has their accounting down. Like you can deal with a couple things here and there, issues or whatever. But if the accounting's messed up, we've seen locally and nationally property management companies get cease and desist orders, shut down, all that stuff. Gone in a day. 90% of it is because the money is not accounted for. Yeah. Like it's not because the person disappeared. It's like, no, they accidentally didn't 
like allocate your security deposits, right? And they spent them. <laughs> yeah. You know, and so in property management, there's this when third parties are managing, there's a thing called a trust account, which is your third party. You know, it's a, where we store all of the, uh, you know, deposit all the tenants' deposits, the owners' deposits, all of the rent coming in and so forth. And we have to, we have to reconcile that and do a three way reconciliation every single month to make sure to the penny that we are like dialed in. Yeah. And so that's not necessarily a term that like, if somebody asked me, hey, Eric, are you guys good with your three-way reconciliations? I'm considering on cue. It's like, wow, you know your stuff. Man. Yeah, you're like, a narc. Yeah. What are you trying to bust me for? Yeah, I'd said nerd alert earlier. That's yeah. that's what it is. But really, um, that's the most important piece of property management is, yeah. is accounting for the the money. Yeah. So, well, and and like you said, it's you know, you can oh, I forgot to, you know, call this tenant to talk about this or whatever, but when you're talking about the money, the dollars and the cents, yeah. like I'm always impressed when I see something and I say, you know, I shoot off a thing to our accounting team or or one of our PMs and say, hey, this person's saying, you know, that they didn't get this credit or whatever. And instantly it's like, here's their balance. Here's, yeah, here's, the, it, here's a copy of the cashed check. Yeah. <laughs> here's, I mean, you know, here's the ledger. Here's this. And you're like, okay, we've got this dialed in. Yeah. yeah and, and you have to, right? Yeah. Because if you're, if you're an owner, if I'm, if I own a home, I don't want to call my property management company and have them say like, Ooh, okay, let me crunch some numbers and get back to you. I yeah. got to figure out where that, no, it should that be stray a hundred dollars went. Yeah. It should be readily available. And yeah. you know, sometimes it does get confusing because it's like something that happened last month is on this month's statement. Absolutely. So it's like, Oh yeah, because we paid you and then the bill came in after we paid you for the month, so it carried over to next month, or, right? You know, or whatever it is. And so there are questions, and it is different. It's different than like, hey, my wife and I balance our checkbook every month, and yeah, it's that month, and it's like, well, it's a little different, just how how checks have to clear, and it takes a while to get sure. to each each you know owner and stuff like that. But I said balance and checkbook. This is such a tangent, but I said that to my kid the other day, my 15 year old, and he looked at me like I was speaking a foreign language. He's like, how do you spell checkbook? What's now? a checkbook? <laughs> I was just like, oh man, that's an everyday phrase. I say that yeah. all the time. We, and- we, my wife and I needed a voided check last night and for the w- most random thing. And I'm like, dude, where a checkbook? Like where, where, where do we yeah. find the voided check? Jen, do you know where the voided check is? Yeah. Luckily she knows, but it's like, dude, how often do you write a check? No. And then, you know, What's crazy, this is another tangent, right? With accounting, with uh, rental payments, is I am shocked how many tenants still pay with check. Yeah. And drive down to the building, fill it out here. Yeah. And it's like, hey, did you know you could pay online or like bill pay or like carrier pigeons faster? Like, yeah. (laughs) I don't know. But it is, I mean, stuff is moving quickly. I feel like we're getting more and more online, but it's like, that's one reason the accounting is crazy, right? We have money orders, we have personal checks, we have bill pay, we have online payments, we have things called rent money, we have wires coming in, we have you know all yeah. these different ways that people are paying rent. All equally cool. We don't take cash, but yeah, you know, any, any other stop way. people from every once in a while, yeah, trying, trying to, to pay in cash. trying to pay in cash. We're like, no thanks. Yeah, but yeah, all right. Well, then um, the other really big area I think of accounting that people think about all the time is taxes yeah you know what should a property management company be doing and handling for 
an owner when it comes to that. Yeah. So as full disclaimer, right, we're not tax guys. Um, We, uh, in fact, I heavily rely on our CPAs and tax professionals. And I tell my clients the same thing, even when we're doing complicated things like a 1031 exchange, they're like, Hey Eric, what about this? I'm like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. I don't don't know. There's a reason that job exists. But, but even (laughs) the simple stuff, like we are responsible for, for accounting for the income and the expenses and putting, giving it to you in a monthly format, a year end format, and then issuing the 1099. And we get tons of questions like, Hey, is this tax deductible? And we're like, Hey, we got to refer you over, you know, to your CPA or whoever's paying your taxes. Um, but it's one of the things we highly, highly encourage is find somebody who, if, if your current person who does taxes for you and you're just, you're a, you're an employee or you own your own business, whatever it is, and you use a person, if they don't know how to uh, depreciate your rental properties correctly, whether they know what a cost segregation study is, whether the opportunity zones are, like if they don't know those keywords and they're yeah. like, oh yeah, I'm not really that, dude, you either need to get out of the landlord business or you need to find a new CPA because yeah. you're, you're missing out on on tax deductions and and uh, we we have some clients that are like I have to figure out a way to uh, file as a real estate professional now because it's going to save me so much on taxes. So I've seen people change careers. I've seen people say I'm sending my spouse to be the real estate professional so yeah. that we can qualify for this tax advantage here. And yeah, you know, so there are like different things you want to look into. Um, so. The short of the answer is, what about taxes? We'll give you a 1099, and then the rest is on you. <laughs> yeah. And you want to trust the profession, you know, not so much in real estate, but you always hear these horror stories and things where where somebody, you know, a famous person ends up owning, they owe millions in taxes, and they're like, well, I listened to the wrong people. You know, yeah. my manager said it was taken care of, and it's like, that's not a CPA. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Buddy yeah. Who- and, and I've learned a lot, like, because I went from self managing to management, right? So, self managing, guess what? I don't have a 1099 at the end of the year. Yeah. I have to go, oh, uh, let me find that Google sheet and then my bank statements and then like my Venmo history. And then, oh, yeah, was that cash that I collected last August? Crap. You know, like, so I did this over and over. And it's yeah. like, it is so much easier when you say, hey, property management company, thanks for the year end statement all my income, all my expenses, categorized by type, already done. And here's the 1099, here's CPA. Yeah. And then the CPA will ask you things like, hey, do you have a form 1098 for the interest on your mortgage? Do you have your property tax bill? Do yeah. you have, you know, your insurance bill? Whatever it is, like, he'll ask some questions, but or she, but um, rely on them. And I ended up saving more in taxes or getting more deductions and write-offs than the cost of property management. Yeah versus self-managing so it was like dude it's a no-brainer yeah dude there's some part of me that as soon as i start hearing 1040a or what, yeah. all that term that i just like i it chills me ben to the C- core. ben's like seizing yeah i'm just like oh form gosh. 1098 oh my gosh just as soon as you start getting into forms that have subs <laughs> a's and z i'm like oh no oh no i don't yeah. like this all right so um Last thing here uh, I want to touch on is we know there's a lot of people that self-manage out there. You just talked about that. Um, What level of accounting do they need to be involved in? And what would be your suggestion if they're not going to hire a property manager? So my suggestion is don't do it like I did. So it's not to say, hey, self-managing is bad. Like There's like 60, 70% of rental owners self-manage. Like It's okay to self-manage. We're here as a resource for the alternative, which is hire a professional to do it, right? Yeah. 
Um, if you are going to self-manage though, I would go the other extreme. Don't do what I did, <laughs> but do, you know, make sure that, uh, put your talk to a CPA about the structure, you know, whether it's like, Hey, put it in LLC, put it in your trust, do whatever. How am I get, what, uh, tax ID am I going to file this against my social security number, the EIN number for my LLC, whatever. So once that's all done, then get a legit cheap, it's cheap, uh, QuickBooks online account, um, enter the rent in there. You could do cash, check, money yeah. order, however it's received, Venmo, you can, you know, journal entry it in there, whatever. Um, and then separate, make sure you have a bank account with that entity. You have a credit card in that entity. You have, you know, a separate tax return, which it's hilarious because somebody was like, oh yeah, I have a separate tax return for my LLC costs, whatever, 500 bucks a year to file with my CPA. Yeah. And he's like, he said, I was doing that. Um, he said something about like, he charged me more to do it under self-managing than when you guys managed it because you provided all of the 1099s, the in income expenses, and it was so much easier. Yeah, you didn't and have he's to like, do anything. He's like, that almost covers your management fees. Right. <laughs> you know, and so there is, you know, back and forth where I'm like trying to convince you to hire us or a manager or do yeah. self-manage. But if you do self-manage, you know, just make sure to do it legit. Like yeah. I've, I've bootlegged it so much so that when it's tax time, and I file an extension because I don't have all the paperwork. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, cool. Let's log into Cash App, Venmo, yeah. you know, Bill Pay, whatever, all the things. And I'm like trying to put it all together. And I'm like, I only can allocate for $10,000 of rent. And I know I collected 20000 or 12000 or whatever. Yeah. And it just makes it complicated, dude. And then I'm yeah. like, if I ever get audited, like, dude, I'm like hosed. Yeah. This was like 10 years ago, guys. Yeah, so not now. <laughs> don't <laughs> no, audit but, him. Uh, but it's like, it just made me realize like, dude, it's so much easier. Just let us do it. Let yeah. the property manager do it. Issue you the paperwork, send it to the CPA. And then they ask the questions. Yeah. Like, hey, what's this charge? And then you're like, oh, that was a work order from the water heater we replaced. Sure. Oh, sweet. We could depreciate that. We could do this. Whatever. Yeah. Even, even if you want to do all that work yourself as a self-manager, it's still going to ultimately come down to trusting experts. Yeah. Unless you're a CPA. And yeah. you go on a rental on the same. Hey, we, we manage properties for our CPA. So, but, hey, like there you one, go. one of the, then we have a couple different ones, but I'm like, it's funny how it's like they know the numbers, dude. Like yeah. they know everything, right? And yeah, exactly, they right? Still need them. So, all right. Well, we blew through this, but you know, there's only so much you can say about math, I think, without uh, falling asleep. Yeah, we're, we're not the tax experts, dude. Just, no, no. The, the accounting, I would say accounting is, though. Aside from like service, like response time and communication obviously is like key, right? Accounting is a close second. It's like a 1B of the importance of hiring a property manager is the accounting. It's Absolutely. the money. It's like if the money didn't make sense, you wouldn't have bought the asset in the first place. 100%. So like why would you hire some bootleg person or like me, a bootleg self-manager like yeah. myself, right? Like why <laughs> would you do that when you just spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on this property? Yeah, don't nickel a like, diamond at the end. Yeah, it's like, hey, you spent 300000 on this? You better not hire a manager. You're yeah. getting ripped off. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> All right. That about sums it up. Okay. Well, um, be sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and leave us five stars if you can. It really helps out. And we will see you guys next time.